Okay, welcome to session two of D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about four high school students that get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson, and I am this campaign's DM, and we're going to go around the circle. Circle? We're, there's no circle. This is a Zoom call. Uh, but we're going to go around and introduce ourselves and give a little fun fact about our characters. Hi, I'm Andy Dinehart, and I play Victoria Hightower. Fun little fact about Victoria, she is the daughter of Tiff Hightower, who is the founder and sole owner of Hightower Fitness, Mind, Body, and Spirit. You would probably be more familiar with the, the Hightower Industries, fitness or Hightower Fitness, if you were a predominant reader of Goop, Oh, or, no. or followed any of the predominant uh, figures no. in Hollywood. Now, Tiff, specifically, uh, she, she didn't originate the vagina-scented candle, you know, because that's Paltrow's thing, but they definitely burn them at all of her retreats. So that is, that's a little fun fact about where Victoria is coming from. Is that a, is that, is that a, is that a fun fact? <laughs> it's a fact it's a fact whatever it it's is it is cringe level 2000 we'll just leave it at fact it's a fact my name is danielle grisco and i play brian tolkien i'll go with brian's parentage as well brian's dad's name is john ryan tolkien and it is t-o-l-k-e-e-n um his dad is a writer who is totally broke because nobody will publish him because J.R. Tolkien is is too close to obviously the the famous Lord of the Rings author. So uh, we're broke as hell. <laughs> uh, what what exact genre does Brian's dad write? He's super into true crime and like murder mystery and and stuff like that. So. It's not even it's not even the same. He's not writing a, like every name of every twig in the forest or anything like that, but it seems to be an issue. My name is Brandon Lindsay and I play Cecil McNamara. And uh yeah, we'll 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 keep in in line with the theme. He's the son of Richard and Sharon <laughs> McNamara, the uh, head pastors at Second Chance Ministries, but the S in Second Chance is a 2. Um Yeah. His dad is the golf coach at the local high school, and um, his mom is, uh, I think she's a softball coach, but um, he's involved in pretty much all the sports at high school. <laughs> involved is heavily in quotes. Uh, sure. And his favorite food is muscle milk. Oh, no. Not a food. <laughs> it is to him, okay? I mean, technically it's a solid. <laughs> uh but but does he have like a like a favorite flavor of muscle milk? No, he kind of cycles through. He has a little mini fridge in his in his uh, bedroom that's constantly stocked with uh, a variety of flavors. So he's good to go. I am Jackson Pounds. <clears throat> My character is James Malden. Um, he enjoys nature walks, and while his last name is Malden, people often make fun of him. And call him Maudlin because he has a proclivity for self pity <laughs> and sentiment. Uh, how how many of James's high school peers know the word Maudlin? Brian Brian definitely does. Yeah, totally. Oh, one hundred percent. 
So that's that about me. And as I said at the top, my name is Riley Wesson, and I am your DM. Uh, so I guess that makes me your teacher. <laughs> um, We're screwed. Yes, you are. <laughs> and uh, fun fact about me, my senior year of high school, I ran for choir president. And that was only because uh, my peers told me to. And I won and then proceeded to do absolutely nothing in the realm of advancing choir. So that was fun. So what you're telling us is that your leadership qualities are sketchy at best. And as a DM, you're going to lead us off the rails very quickly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. I'm fully expecting all of you to run yourselves off of the rails. And I'm just going to try oh, to yeah. beat. I don't know if you're familiar with like the Winnie the Pooh episode where they go to the Wild West and Tigger is dealing with the train that's like gone off the rails. And so he's literally like running around, laying down tracks in front of it. It's going around in a big circle. Oh. <laughs> Other fun fact. I watched a lot of Winnie the Pooh growing up. Before we get started on this session, I also want to point out if you guys all look in your notes in your D&D Beyond page, uh, I added a little thing. It's going to say luck points. It's a kind of a homebrew system that I found from a YouTube channel called the DM Layer, and it's basically a replacement for the inspiration system because kind of the problem with inspiration is you'll get it and like oh you get advantage on a roll but a lot of times people either like forget or they just hang on to it for a really long time and you can't really give it out as much as you would like because people already have it and so basically uh this luck point system is kind of a way to replace that and uh kind of inspire fun role-playing moments and that sort of thing so basically if something happens that i like i can give some of your luck points and here's basically how it works when you earn luck points i will roll a d6 and that's how many luck points you gain uh, the luck points can be stockpiled for use whenever you want uh, or you can use them right when you get them it's kind of up to you so the two ways to use them is you can either use them on a one-to-one -one basis to increase or decrease your own d20 rolls uh, though you cannot create a critical hit with them it has to be a natural 20 for that to happen or the other way is you can use them on a two-to-one basis to influence uh, any of the d20 rolls that any of the other players roll or that i roll so basically if you're playing and you roll a 15 but you know that the guy's ac is going to be like 17 you could use two luck points to boost your roll and earn the hit or say if i'm trying to roll against you and you want to lower my roll by two points you could spend four luck points to lower that down by two that's kind of how it works and so i wanted to award all of you with luck points for stuff that you did from the last session uh there was different stuff that i liked that all of you guys did so first to uh brandon for doing the robot and sticking with that choice uh you earn four luck points to andy for taking out the bag of pills and giving one to brian with absolutely no idea what it was you also earn four luck points uh to danielle for probably one of my favorite moments when you uh when you tried to humanize yourself with Julie and just babbled on about yourself to try and gain favor with her, uh, you gain, ooh, five luck points. Nice. And uh, to Jackson for arguing with Cecil about shooting the guy through the lung instead of casting your spell, you gain 
Oh, okay. Uh, I rolled a one, but I want you to at least have. I don't want to just give you a one, so I'll give you a four instead. No, it's just no, it's just my luck, Riley. I can take the one. That's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. That, that that works too. Cool. And uh, with that taken care of, let's get started. So. Last time we met all of our heroes, uh, again, heavy quotation marks around the word heroes, and they were all sitting in detention for their own various reasons, and they were all doing their own various things when they had a bit of a confrontation with Vice Principal Montgomery, came in, laid down the law, kind of told everyone what was what, and he was quickly relieved of his duties by the counselor and uh, told him that he would take care of looking after all you little scamps in detention. And then uh, proceeded to have a bit of a sharing circle. Got all of you guys around, and uh, you all opened up a little bit, shared a bit about yourselves, got to know each other a little bit better. And uh, he quickly proceeded to dip out, uh, you know, as cool adults do in high school movies. Uh, kind of was like, "Hey, you guys are all good. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here," and proceeded to leave. And then uh, you guys proceeded to stick around. Uh, Cecil quickly tried to climb out of the window and was. Uh, promptly dissuaded from that idea. And then he was promptly persuaded to uh, try and do the robot uh, and try and cover for a uh, tale he told that he was doing choreography for the sports guys at the pep rally. Um, But before he could finish his dance, um, a strange haze started to fill the room. You guys all started to feel sort of rumbling and you all quickly passed out and woke up in the nurse's office you were all there, you were all okay, but you were told there was a gas leak in the uh, room that you were all serving detention in, and you all were relaxing in there, kind of poking about very, very slowly, and uh, finally made your way outside of the nurse's office and discovered that you were actually in some sort of magical barrier image sort of thing and uh, walked into the ruins of your school. Uh, what quickly followed was a fight with the school nurse and two of his companions, one one of which was was poor Julie, who just had the worst day of all time. And uh, during the fight, you guys kind of ran around, picked up some knickknacks, some equipment, some possible weapons. And uh, in a very unexpected move, Brian, of all people, ended up taking the nurse hostage, holding him at dagger point and um, telling him that he needed to take all of you to his boss, uh, this entity known as the hand. And he was quickly persuaded to do so. And so he has, uh, begun to lead all of you down through the ruins of your school. And that is where we are picking up today. Um, I'm going to pull James, maybe about three steps, three or four steps behind Brian and Victoria. I'm going to kind of pull them back a little bit. Uh, Hey, James, um, and I'm going to try and keep it very quiet, just kind of, kind of whispering to him. Do you mind, like, if, if Brian and Victoria ask about what that loud bang was, can you just not tell them about the wand situation? I don't know what happened with that. I just sort of guessed. I figured we were in some sort of magical fever dream and... Gave it a shot. I didn't expect to kill someone, so yeah, I can I can do that. I I didn't expect to puncture someone's heart with an arrow either. So yeah, we 
We've both committed murder today, so I'm I'm happy to keep things kind of on the DL. Yeah, I can keep your secret. Cool. Do you want me to keep your thing a secret, or are you fine with that? Um, I'm I'm still kind of mulling it over in my head. You know, like the guilt complex. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll let you uh deal with that how you need to. Cool. Cool. <laughs> So, uh, as this conversation has been occurring, the nurse has led you to the library and you're now standing outside of it and the nurse is, uh, well, he tries to turn, but I guess the knife is still pressed to his throat by Brian. And, uh, he, he says, oh, uh, okay. Okay. So, uh, the hand should be in there and she should be able to answer any of the questions that you have. So, um, could, do, 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 do you think you can maybe take the, the, the knife away from my throat? Please? Maybe? Whoa. Are you telling me that our librarian is some ridiculous hand thing? I don't know. I just It seemed like that's what you were implying. I'm just questioning. I, I, I mean, this is just kind of where she posted up and where we started operating from once we got here. Wait, once you got here? How long exactly have you been here? Oh, God, um... Uh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe like like two to, to three hours ago? I mean, that's kind of when we, we arrived. Like, for, like, the prom thing? The, the, the what thing? You know, the prom pep rally. What, what, what is a prom? Look, I, listen, um, Miss Hightower, I very much appreciate your initiative here, but my basic question is, you set up an entire military base with weaponry in two hours it's not like a like a base with like weapons or anything it's just kind of where we're where we're working what was the like massive four foot long syringe shit like that's not a weapon i i I mean that that's just kind of something i can like do you know it's i I just kind of learn it I, i i i don't know what to tell you really clearly Brian, this is a great look for you, by the way. I would stick with it, and I would just, like, keep that nice little knife to his throat in case this woman ends up being, like, super sus. Oh, ma'am, but please, please, please take the knife away from my throat. It's it's, it's, it's really uncomfortable. No, I kind of feel more uncomfortable. Or, like, I can hold a baseball up again, and you know how hard I can throw this thing. No, 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 not that, not not that, please, please. No. Slowly put the baseball back in my bag. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm, I'm totally on board with Victoria and the fact that I should be keeping this knife to your throat right now, but the fact that she agrees with me has never made me want to drop this knife more in my oh, entire oh, life. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. yeah, you should, you should really listen to that impulse right there. Brian. What? He clearly is manipulating us. I, I just really, really don't want a, a knife to my throat, that's all. He can make four-foot syringes up here. Alright, fine, let's do this. I will drop the knife from your throat what? and move it to just on the other side of your kidney as you lead the way to exactly where the hand camps out in the library. You feel like making an introduction here or Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I like the I like that. Yeah, I can do that. I like the, the knife away from my throat. That is that's good. Alright. That's fine, but just don't just expect one in your back if things go sideways here, because so far I'm deeply terrified by everything you've had to offer today. Mm, that or an arrow and she's still got her bow and arrow kind of like notched okay cool all right 
so do do you like do you want to go in or yes i think that was clear let's go you you go first because if there's an ambush here you're you're walking through the doorway first but i'll keep my knife right right to your back okay okay cool 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 and so you i guess uh move your knife from his neck down to his back and uh the nurse slowly shakily reaches out and uh pushes open the door to the library and you guys make your way inside and as you walk in you can see that there's rubble and such and that the library was definitely affected by whatever it was that happened Um, but it seems to be a little bit cleaner in here compared to the rest of the hallway and the rest of the school that you've seen so far and as you make your way further and further into the library you start to see these um like little towers of books that are kind of balancing precariously uh, among the bookshelves and such. And as you make your way further and further inside, you start to see more and more of these little towers of books that are kind of seemingly sprouting up from the ground. And they're becoming more and more numerous as you go further in. And finally, you kind of turn a corner and make your way into the sort of study section where there's some tables and such. And at one of the tables, you see this beautiful, gorgeous-looking middle-aged woman and uh she has this long fiery red hair pale smooth skin uh and a slender neck that's framed by this stunning necklace and piercing emerald eyes that are currently reading a copy of breaking dawn (laughs) and as you walk in you she she's she's looking down she's saying now now this just doesn't make any sense I mean, vampires and werewolves don't really interact all that much to begin with, and 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 the werewolf is in love with the vampire's baby, and what? It, this just doesn't make... And as she kind of trails off, she looks up and sees the nurse and the four of you, and the knife that is pressed against the nurse's back, and she says... Now, Ricky, what on earth are you doing here with these four young children? And Ricky kind of, hey, uh, hey, hey, boss. Uh, so, yeah, I I had told them to stick around in the back in the room, but they kind of uh, didn't. And thing, things got a little rowdy. And, uh, and, and, and now we're here. And she shakes her head and. Now, Ricky, I thought I told you that you need to work on keeping better control over situations, especially when it involves young, scared children that might do something drastic, as it appears that they have. And now, where on earth are Julie and Robert? Oh, oh, yeah, so... Uh, so, like I said, things got a little rowdy back there, and, um, let's see, let's see, uh, Julie got, uh, completely killed by, uh, that kid over there, and points at, at Cecil. I look behind and... me to where someone might also be pointing, like there's someone <laughs> behind me they're pointing to. And Robert totally got shot through the lung by that kid over there with the bow, and he points over at James, <laughs> So, yeah, that's 
Ah, yeah. Are they, like, dead dead, or are they, like, mostly dead? Because I don't really... No, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, like, 100% dead. They're 100% dead. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question. Do all the books that are stacked look like books from our world, or do they... Yeah. Yeah, they just look like, like, normal books you would find in a high school library. Like, there are novels and stuff like that, and there are also books for classes, like a stats book and math and other school subjects can i try and grab a hard a hard bound book like a hardcover book uh sure yeah okay put it on, i'm gonna put i'm gonna grab it and put it on my backpack and this woman just kind of watches you as you do this not really hostile or anything just kind of observing you as you reach out for this book and take mind your business my parents paid for these okay it's fine uh, uh now, there's no reason to take that kind of tone. Let's just remain calm. Can I do it? Can Victoria do a quick investigation check to see if there's anything here that would catch her interest? Just sure, go for it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a 20. <laughs> um, okay, sure. What's what's a book that would uh, interest Victoria? What do you think? Um, <coughs> Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and can she do this? Can um, she do this, like, kind of slyly? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, roll okay. sleight of hand. Oh, boy. Oh, no. She's not. That's a five. I grabbed the wrong d20. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay, yeah, you all have a high enough <laughs> passive perception for this. So uh, you can all see Victoria trying to sneakily grab, but not so sneakily, uh, grabbing a... Uh, like a Star Wars fiction novel and tucking it away in her bag. And again, the this woman is just kind of watching, observing, and she slowly turns to Ricky and she says, Now, Ricky, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to talk with the children, as I'm sure that they're, they have many things that they'd like to uh, learn about and discuss. Uh, and while I'm doing that, if you wouldn't mind bringing me uh, Julie and Robert, please. And... Ricky kind of goes, uh, yeah, 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 uh, sure, sure, I can, I can do that. Listen, I got some follow-up questions here. Um, and as you're speaking, uh, you can see that Ricky has kind of started to relax now that he's in this woman's presence, and he just kind of steps away from your knife kind of easily, not really that freaked out, and he goes, uh... Cool, cool. So, um, while you guys talk it out, I'm gonna go and get Robert and Julie, and uh, I'll, I'll be back. So, you guys have fun. And he kind of yeah. turns and books it out of there pretty quickly. I'm gonna put the knife down and just kind of let him go because I'm not really threatened by this woman who's reading Twilight, um, and and confused by it. So, um. My biggest thing is, is listen, uh, I mean no disrespect, but I do have some serious questions about everything that you just said. Um, most, first and foremost, uh, it seems like your primary goal here was not to scare us, and I hate to break it to you, but as you've already learned, um, there has been, there's this massive battle sequence um, that I really, truly didn't enjoy. Um, so I just would like to question, you know, kind of what your goal is here with us uh, and, and keeping us not scared of whatever it is that's happening here. She nods and slowly stands, walking around and leaning against the table. 
I really do apologize about that. My subordinates can be a bit excitable at times. How about we start over? My name is The Hand. Actually, it's more of a title I go by. You see, I'm what some might call a lore seeker. I search for secrets, exploring ruins and such, and making new discoveries. My group and I were making camp when we felt this rumbling across the field. A storm blew through, fast winds, thunder, lightning, and then after a minute it was gone, and these ruins were left behind just a mile or so from our camp. Obviously, being the curious woman that I am, I led us inside to find out what exactly this strange building held. And as we were making our way through, we discovered the four of you passed out in a room. As we are looking for knowledge and information, and you are four strangers that seem to have magically appeared in this building, I wanted to keep you safe back in that room until you woke up so we could talk. As you know, that backfired since my subordinates jumped the gun and attacked you, which you can be assured I will reprimand them for. And, uh, yes, I believe that about sums up my side of things. I, I just, the thing is, like, normally when, when people say things, are, you know, their subordinates are out of hand, they're usually talking about, you know, like, somebody who works in a retail location and forgot to fold things they're not really talking about accidentally you know attacking a bunch of students yeah i'd like to to hear from your perspective how exactly it is what you're doing here is not illegal because as far as i'm aware prospecting requires many different levels of permits and i feel like you don't have those now i can talk to my parents and we can probably smooth things over with you but you gotta play ball, I mean, and I take a baseball is... out, and I, 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 accent. You can play. You know, we can play ball with tossing a ball up and down. <laughs> of course, you do. Um, she seems completely unruffled by this, and says, "Well, I don't always operate within the jurisdiction of the law, but when a building appears out of nowhere with no signs or indication that people aren't allowed, I see no reason as to why I can't explore it." In the middle of, like, bum-freaking Texas? Where? There were no signs? I mean, I've seen plenty, and most of them have to do with the football team. Also, have you never seen... (laughs) Have you never seen a school before? You keep referring to it as, like, this building, and, like, you didn't say you put us in the nurse's office, you said you put us in that room. Like, is this a strange kind of building to you? Where did you go to school? I never really attended a school. (laughs) But... From my experience, this is not what one looks like. Mm. Mm, mm-hmm. That's very apparent. She gives you this forced, polite smile, but doesn't really respond. As you are having this conversation, you hear the door behind you creak open, and you see Ricky coming in, dragging the bodies of Julie and Robert behind him. Uh, the hand says, oh, oh, Ricky, thank you very much. And she stands and walks Straight through y'all's group to the bodies. Now, if you don't mind, I need to see to these two. But you're more than welcome to ask more questions while I do. And she kneels down next to Robert's body and begins to pull some things out of her bag. Mm, no, I'm kind of done with whatever this is. Um, I know we didn't necessarily get like a specific answer, but do any of you? God, please, 
have a car maybe out in the parking lot. A what? I wasn't talking to you. Thank this you. is an A and B um, conversation. See your way out of it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, so you three. I mean, car. Oh, sorry, Brian, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, of all of us here, Miss Hightower, aren't you the one that would have, like, a private Cadillac or something? It's back in L.A. Sorry. Eesh. Um, James? No, I, I, as I recall, um, I, I said that I had wrecked mine on my birthday. Well, <laughs> cool. As you guys are having this conversation, you hear this humming behind you. And you turn and you see the hand pull out what looks like this really gorgeous gemstone. And as she puts it on top of Robert's body, it starts to pulse. And the humming gets louder and louder until it shatters. And after a few seconds of silence, you see Robert (laughs) sit up. Oh, no, no, no. She places a hand on his shoulder and you see a glow emanate throughout his body as she talks to him. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. Don't worry, Robert, you're all right. After that resurrection, I lean over to see Soul and whisper, can you do that? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, that's like a... What the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, so Robert has sat up and Ricky comes behind him and is calming him down. Hey, hey, it, it's all good, man. I mean, I mean, well, well you did die, but you're, you're back now. And he's catching him up to speed as this woman wipes her hands and makes her way over to Julie's body. But as she reaches into her pouch, she pauses for a second and says, Oh, drat. Ricky, do we have any more gemstones? Uh, uh, no, no, I, I, I think you, you, used, you used the last one on Robert here. I pull my phone out of my pocket and start furiously trying to Google real life soul stone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the the hand looks back up from her pouch. Well, shoot. I guess I can't use that again. Oh, well, that's not quite the same, but I do have that. And she adjusts things on Julie a bit more as a glow surrounds Julie's body. And you hear a hum again, though the glow is dimmer and the hum a lot more faint than the one that you just saw and heard from Robert. After a few seconds, Julie sits up but much more slowly than Robert did. And as she turns, her head kind of cocks a bit. And you realize that Julie's body has been reanimated. Uh, oh, no. She looks around and the hand says, Oh, don't worry, Julie. You and Robert just took a bit of a beating. Robert's all right. He's fine. <laughs> you are not quite all right, but but I did manage to bring you back as a zombie. So, so that's good. Nope. And Julie says, You've got to be fucking kidding me. Cecil starts furiously praying. (laughs) (laughs) The the hand slowly stands up and brushes herself off as Julie hobbles to a standing position behind her. Well, now that that's all taken care of, what other questions did you have? Um, (laughs) what the fuck? Right now, in this moment, about a million. Well, ask away. I'm quite knowledgeable. Clearly. Brian, are, are we, like, are we, mm, are we, did we, I'm sorry, like, did I give you, like, the raw stuff? Like, are we, are we, like, tripping? I, I truly, at this point, I'm not quite sure exactly what pill you gave me, and the fact that you don't know either is not helping. <laughs> sorry. 
Uh, as you are freaking out, Victoria, you actually start to hear your ringtone going off. Okay. It is definitely Watermelon Sugar um, by Harry Styles. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Uh, so do you pull out your phone? Yes. She would like, <laughs> one sec. Pull it out. Cool. So you pull out your phone and you see that it's your mom, Tiff Hightower, calling you. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> she answers hi honey it's your mom hi mom i wanted to call because i just finished up my latest conference in tokyo and it was incredible i met this guru and he realigned all of my chakras and i'm just feeling so relaxed and so open and free and connected with the world and i wanted to take this chance to connect with my daughter and and share this with you that's like i'm like so happy for you that sounds um uh cool i'm i'm doing okay kind of kind of wishing i had my car right now yeah thanks a lot for like leaving me here thanks mom um i know you're still a little bit upset upset (laughs) i could be spending the second half of my senior year in la right now with my friends but no i'm stuck in bum fucking texas no 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 You're in Tokyo, and I'm in Texas, so not equivalent. There's, like, one Asian kid here. Well, they both start with a T. Uh-huh. Anyway, how is school? I, I heard the prom is coming up. Last time we talked, you said that was happening soon. Yeah, I don't care. Everything's fine, Mom. Look, um, it's great. I will call you later. I'm kind of, um, I'm at a club right now with, um, some peeps. Peeps? So, uh, I'll call you back later, okay? Mm, Bye. I'd love to meet them and talk about- She hangs up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you hang up and this woman is staring at you as you've been talking and she says, what, uh, what was that about? Concerned parents, because we've been missing for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, like, his parents are, like, freaking donors and coaches at this place. And my uncle's a law- lawyer and would, like, totally sue your ass. So you better start talking and telling us what the hell is going on. I mean, I've told you all that I know. These ruins appeared while we were <clears throat> nearby, and we came across you as we were exploring them. Okay, but, like, the only ruins in Texas are, like, you, you know, old tractor shit. that word, Texas. I don't really know what's that supposed to mean. Where the fuck are we? Oh, you're in Forgotten Fields. Where is that? And, and when is that? Um, here? Mm. Now? I, I don't quite understand what it is you're asking. Have me. you never, you've never seen a cell phone before? That, that, that box she was talking into, you've never seen that. No, I was actually very curious about that. I've, I've been wondering what exactly that is. Oh, oh, sweetie, I'm sorry. Are you like, are you like a doomsday prepper person? Like, have you been living in a hole your whole life? Well, I mean, if this is a forgotten field, like maybe we're in Amish country. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that actually makes a lot of sense. Was it, like a, was it a tornado like that picked up the head? entire school and like dropped us off in Amish land? Ugh. Cecil, we're not in Wizard of Oz. I mean, it's the only thing that would explain all that damage to the lockers and everything and, like, the weird lights. Oh. Actually, yeah. 
that kind of makes sense. I'm surprised anything makes like, sense to you, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Victoria. Zombie Julie has stood up and makes her way over, <laughs> and she slowly reaches out and places a hand on your shoulder, Victoria. No, absolutely not. I, did, I literally, no. like, punch Julie in the face. Like, knee jerk, just like... <laughs> <laughs> Ow! I just wanted to comfort you. Don't, nope, back up, back up. No, 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 get behind me, Satan. Back up. (laughs) We've all had bad days. I'm going through one right now myself. And the hand says, Julie, I didn't bring you and Robert back so you could jabber your jaw. I did it because you still have a debt to pay off. So let's take a step back, stop the chatter, and get back to the matter at hand. No pun intended. She says with a smile as Julie steps back. Damn it. Why couldn't I have just stayed dead? Fuck. <clears throat> Look, um, <clears throat> Miss Hand, whatever. I Like, I don't know what your problem is, but I'm sure it's, like, very hard to pronounce. So maybe you just, like, tell us how long you've been living in a bunker, um, when exactly you surfaced. Why you've never seen a cell phone before. Oh, it's called a phone. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Like, a lot has changed. I mean, I've just never seen something like that before, so I wasn't quite sure what it was called. She can't be that old. She's too pretty to be that old. This is seriously outside of any book I've ever read. I have no idea what to do from this situation. (laughs) Maybe we just get out of here, guys. Maybe we just leave. Yeah. Look, okay. So, um, my... group and I are just going to step aside for a minute and discuss some things. Okay? Oh, alright. And she takes a step back and picks up another book and begins to kind of scan it. So keeping all in her line of sight, though. (gasps) (laughs) Are there any windows? No, not where y'all are. No. It's a fully insulated library. Where are you going to climb? What, Cecil? You're going to jump through another window again? Yeah, I was like... (laughs) I mean, there are windows, but where you guys are in the library, you're pretty far from any of them. Okay. Cecil's going to try and look around for any books that are about quantum physics. Uh, okay. <laughs> Roll an investigation check. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, sure. You find an intro to quantum physics book at your high school library. Okay. I start speed reading that shit. hear what you're saying, but they're gonna ask why. I'm gonna have to tell them why I can't find a bus. Make something up. Yeah, yeah, no, but I don't, my parents and I, we don't lie to each other. And so, like, I'm gonna have to tell them that I took a weird pill that you gave me and now we're on some fucking trip and I just can't deal with it. Oh my god, Brian, just maybe lie. I don't know. Not really in line. What about you, James? Um, I can give them a call, though at this point I'm not sure we're even on Earth anymore. I mean, I just think she's crazy, but do we... I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I think we should go outside. I think we should go outside and we should see 
what happened during the whole like earthquake thingy, and maybe we can just. I I want to listen to you, but what if this isn't the worst part of the trip? Like what what if like which trip? The 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 trip that we are clearly on. Okay, listen, brain, sweetie, I can almost guarantee it that it's Adderall. That's what they said it was. Now, I did get it from a guy that I normally don't get it from because I had to kind of, like, get it last minute and whatnot, you know, since I, like, left LA and was, like, stuck here in the movies. But if anything, it should be helping you right now. So think. So you're telling me that you're genuinely not even using drugs to explain the fact that we just watched two humans that were most definitely killed by our peers come back to life through glowing materials. Mm. Cecil, James, did you see the same thing? Um, the, the same what? Did we all see the same thing? Did two people we thought were previously dead, who, you know, may have had, like, bulletproof vests underneath, did we see them just come back to life? Or are Brian and I apparently tripping on something that I gave him? No, that definitely happened. Remind me to tell Cecil if he ever can do that to not bring me back as a zombie. Cecil looks up from, like, halfway through the book. He's like, guys, I think we went through a wormhole. So at this point, I think Victoria's just gonna walk off towards the door. Okay. And uh, as you start to walk, the hand steps towards you. Sorry, where exactly are you going? Oh, I'm just, I'm going to the ladies' room really quick. Um, do you need do you need no, someone to accompany you? Because we can all. Because you're not a lady. It's a custom for students to accompany their peers when using the facilities, and that's uh, how it be. So we're all going to accompany James. Please come with me to pee. We're going. I close up the, the, the quantum physics book and I shove it in my backpack and I start... Oh, no, 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 I can't let you leave yet. I still have so many questions to ask you. No, 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 we're not leaving. Uh, I... We're just going to the restroom. We're taking a tiny little break. Yeah. Tiny timeout. We'll be right back. Do you want me to pee okay, all, over so the, you... all, over, all over the light? I will do it. I'm sorry? I will pee all over this place if you just just let us go use mm. the facilities... Please and thank you. Well, if you'd like to embarrass yourself by pissing your pants in front of your friends, you're more than welcome to. Oh, I have no shame, oh. ma'am. All right. Do it, Cecil. Shit. <laughs> Wait, but uh, I'm sorry, um, ma- madam hand, um, are, are you not, like, trying to protect the ruins that you are so keen on investigating and, and we maybe shouldn't? pee all over the place. I mean, I don't know if you know anything about Cecil and his diet, but I mean, like, it, like probably very corrosive acid coming out of this man. Oh, that's fine. I think I've gotten all the information I need from this room. You didn't finish Breaking Dawn. It gets so much weirder. Yeah, there's a new one, and it's, like, totally all from Edward's perspective. It provides a great intuition on <laughs> other characters. <laughs> Victoria just looks at Cecil. <laughs> Like, what would you know? Look, I can tell you're all very scared and confused, so I will tell you this. From what you're saying, and from what I can surmise, 
I believe that you may have been transported through a portal of sorts from another plane. See? Wait, did you say another portal? No, no, another plane. I said you were brought here through a portal. You do know about the planes of existence, right? There's no. heaven and there's hell and there's- Prove it. Take us outside, show us where we are, so we can believe you, and so we can form, like, an alliance. I don't think that's necessary. You all seemed quite shocked when I brought my subordinates over there back to life. Yeah, we're not really used to that. Exactly, which is why it makes sense that you're from another plane. No, we're not from another plane. Um, see, we're actually from a different, um, city here in Forgotten Fields. But, like, we, well, we all kind of encountered, like, uh, an earthquake, and we hit our heads, and we lost our memory. So we need help getting back to our city town. Roll a deception check. Damn it. Oh, okay. Fifteen. Ooh, yeah. She rolled a natural seventeen. Oh. No! <laughs> she gives you this smug smile and says, Bullshit. No! Well, at least she knows that word. <laughs> now look, I know you're all nervous, but I can help you all get back to where you're from, if you'd like. Yep, yep, I would like that. I mean, if she can, like, bring people back from the dead, yeah, she can totally, like, help us get back. No, uh, here's the thing. Definitely not someone we want as an enemy, and 100% a way that I would like to get home. So, yeah, I'm down. Cool. Great. I think as payment, you can give me that phone you were talking to earlier. And she looks at you, Victoria. No. No, ask one of them. Sorry. Um, mine isn't, um, nice enough. It won't help you. No, I think I would really like yours. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And at this point, she backs up, she draws her bow in her, she goes, step the fuck back. Absolutely not. You're not touching my phone. My, my, my. No need to be so hostile. I'm just gonna lean over to Victoria and just whisper, like, um, this lady just used glowing rocks to bring back zombies and you're gonna try a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you're not interested in making a trade. So, how about a different deal? And she pulls out a sheet of paper from her pack and spreads it out. This is a magical contract. Once you sign, you will be magically forced to carry out your end of the deal, and I will be magically forced to carry out mine. You give me some information about your plane, and I will help you get back home. Again, as a lore seeker, I'm really just interested in new discoveries and knowledge. And from the small bit I've gathered about your plane, it sounds fascinating. And you can see there are lines at the bottom for you to sign, and hers is already scrawled out on a line opposite from the others. All you need to do is sign, share some stories, and I will help send you back to your plane. So I can, like, just tell you information about where you come from? That's correct. As you can see, I'm already binded to this contract. Once you sign and provide me with the information I seek, I will be forced to get you home. What do you want to know? As I said, just some knowledge regarding where you all come from. Mm, no, see, give us like a little taste of those questions and then we will um, collaborate. Oh, just questions regarding your culture, technology, what exactly the world is like there. I'm curious, she says with a smile. I mean, I, I have no complaints. 
feelings about this. I feel like the only way we're going to get home is if we tell her about home regardless. So this seems like a fair deal to me. Uh, the only contract that I've signed is between myself and God, okay? <laughs> well, that and a purity contract that Cecil has definitely signed. Yeah. <laughs> it's canon. Um... <laughs> Look, as I explained, this is only beneficial to you. I've signed already. I am magically bound to this once you all sign. After you complete your side of things, I will have to help you return. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up the pen, and I'm going to start walking towards the contract. Can I... What? Mrs. Hand uh, peruse the contents of the agreement. Well, feel free. Okay, I would like to... <laughs> I would like to inspect the document and check to see if there is any sort of, like, double writing or forged uh, signatures, or if there is anything strange with the ink, uh, utilizing my proficiency in a forgery kit. Okay. Roll an investigation check. With advantage. Like, Victoria kind of, like, scoots her way over and just kind of looks. Uh, is that investigation? 23. Nice. So, as you peruse this paper, it's, as she said, but filled with a bunch of legal jargon that I'm not a good enough improviser to come up with on the fly. Uh, lots of signees and heretofores and that kind of thing. Sure. But the gist is what she said it was. You guys answer questions, she helps you home. And as you're looking at the ink, you're not super familiar with magic, but this definitely has a magical feel to it shimmery sparkly letters and such from what you can gather from her words and looking at this contract she's she's telling the truth hey cecil um maybe like like later later on like alohomora or whatever okay it's alohomora whatever does any of the written word seem like it is it's all written in what appears to be english correct yep Okay. Are there any other sort of symbols or other script that is on there? No. Okay. Just letters. Shimmery, magical letters. Alright, I'm gonna roll my eyes, rip the contract out of Cecil's hands, and sign it. Brian, have you never watched The Little Mermaid? The Little Mermaid knew exactly what she was asking for, and the fact that she wasn't planning for extenuating circumstances was not her fault. You're assuming that I'm not able to then punt when things shift. I respect the football analogy, but... <laughs> be entirely honest i thought it was a baseball analogy cecil looks genuinely like <laughs> deflated and a little bit insulted well that's one would anybody else like to sign and make it back home yes i suppose and i pause for a brief moment before scratching my name into the paper and then there were two i look at victoria and I, like, extend a hand. No, sorry. See, I've, like, already donated to charity this year. <laughs> uh, Cecil, roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, 20. <laughs> okay, you don't take damage from V's unintentional vicious mockery. Damn it! <laughs> um, I signed my name. And you, young lady? 
girl, there's only one way that you're getting back to L.A. or Tokyo. Or- oh my god, I know. Ugh, I don't want to go to Tokyo. Ugh, no thanks. Um, so, we have to answer your questions. But do we get to ask you some more? Like, anything? Well, sure, I don't see why not. Can you answer one question? in exchange for my signature? As an act of goodwill, I will say yes. Cool. Thanks. Do you like magical creatures exist here? Oh, absolutely. Damn it. Okay, fine. She grabs a pen with a, like, a very specific flourish of, like, someone on a red carpet signing something. You can tell she has done this a multitude of times. She signs her name and hands it back. I, I lean over to James and I whisper, have you ever met someone with more trust issues in your entire life? Um, no. No, I don't think I have. It's a nice signature, though. <laughs> so the hand takes the contract and says, wonderful. I believe that seals things up. And with a flourish of her hand, you see these shimmering letters start to fade away and be replaced with new ones. And the words, Spell Scroll of Planar Imprisonment, line the top. How did that not... You inspected to look for double writing or things with the ink. There wasn't any double writing because it was magically covered, and I did tell you the ink was magical. I mean, even if you'd know what to look for, the DC was really high. <laughs> Cecil's not really an expert in magical contracts. And all the letters now spell Lord Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> From this slight interaction and what you've seen from her, you can tell that the hand is, like, really, really powerful. She says, I've taken quite the interest in the four of you. There's many things I'd like to learn about and pull out of your minds. So I don't want you running off where I can't get you. And you can see the words underneath say, The signees are hereby bound to the plane they've signed on so long as the contract is in effect. And you also see that her signature was also an illusion and has faded away. She wraps up the paper and tucks it away in her pack. The four of you aren't going anywhere. As she says this, you hear this rumbling and and this this crash from somewhere in the school. Her head shoots up and she scowls. Well, looks like I have some more pressing matters to attend to. Don't want anyone unfriendly discovering us here, do we? But no need to worry. Julie here will be keeping an eye on you. Julie! Her zombie head slowly turns. Julie, I'm going to take Ricky and Robert to do some real work. You babysit these kids for me. Julie rolls her soulless eyes and says, Fine! (laughs) And as she lumbers her way over to you, the hand walks over to the others. Boys, I think we have some things to deal with. And they head out of the library as the four of you are left alone with this decrepit, depressed zombie and the realization that you were all bound to this plane of existence for the time being. I was the last one to sign. I didn't want to sign in the first place. Peer pressure's a bitch. Yeah, did you guys do D.A.R.E.? Did y'all have to do that? The D.A.R.E. program? D.A.R.E.'s still around. Oh, is it really? Actually, yes, they are still around. Um, hey, so I'm gonna slowly walk towards Julie and go, Hey, Julie, do you mind, do 
Mind if I ask you a couple questions? What do you want? I would love to know why you would have rather stayed dead. Also, how did you die? What happened? (laughs) You blew me into those lockers, you piece of shit. (laughs) Who? Are you talking to me? (laughs) And she turns back to you, Brian. Did you not just see all the crap I just went through? I am the bottom rung of this hierarchy, berated by colleagues constantly, (laughs) brought back to life unwillingly. I can't even eat a damn donut without being attacked. That's so unfair. You deserve to be treated like a queen, Julie. Have you ever considered maybe finding different employment? All the time. But the economy here is shit. Also, Julie, how did you find yourself working with this current employer? There was a job posting. I'd just finished school. They offered travel, PTO, and even dental. Turned out to be a crock of shit. Yeah, sometimes Indeed.org screws you over that way. I understand. You know about the Indeed job board? Yeah, wait, you do? Do you? Of course. Their boards put up in every town with job listings posted by Johnny Indeed. (laughs) Oh. Victoria reaches her hand out and grabs Julie's hand like, and just like holds it. Thank you. Cecil. Cecil. Um, I'm sorry you died. (laughs) What he meant to say is he is so sorry he put you in this position to be dead and then come back to life because your employer is, like, clearly such a bitch. Takes one to know. You know, Julie, like, if you're looking for better work, there are other opportunities out there. And what better way to, like, screw the system, like, a big middle finger to the man, than to, I don't know, like, undermine your boss. You could help us. Oh, wait. She's going to cast friends. Okay. I was like, I need to do something. Yep. was going to come up behind Victoria and kind of go along with this. He's going to pat her on the back and she's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's going to cast uh-huh. guidance. Oh, okay. Or not. If you don't want him to touch you, that's fine. No, 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 no. That's fine. It was still brief. Also, both of you roll a d20. 12. Nine. Cool. So you both cast your spells and Julie looks at you slowly are you trying to get me to turn against my boss? Not turn against her. Because if so, I'm in. Dope. Yay! You know what? And, sweetheart, I will get you as many donuts as you want if we can get out of here. Sounds good. Follow me. And she turns and begins oh to God. waddle out of the library. Yes. 
if you'd like to follow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yes. pack up. I'm gonna pack up my get, two yep. books that I have, and I'm gonna ready a baseball. Great. So you're walking after this hobbling zombie woman down the hallway, and every now and you're hearing that rumbling that's happening in another part of the school, but it's still pretty far off. You make it back to where you first came out of the nurse's office, into that hallway with the gym, the home ec room, and the automotive repair garage. Julie looks back at y'all. There was something in that last room. We couldn't figure out how to make it work, but it sounds like the four of you might be able to use it. It might also help you to look in these other rooms as well, as there may be things that will be helpful to you in there. (laughs) Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah, she absolutely winks a few times and nudges you. Yeah, so as you peer into the home ec room, you can see all the outfits that were there, minus the one that Victoria is now wearing. And there seems to be one that fits each of your particular styles, crazy enough. (laughs) So you're welcome to each take one of those if you'd like. And when I say if you'd like, it's DM speak for please, for the love of God, take these clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I'm taking the hoodie. Brian's got a hoodie now. Okay, so Brian's got a hoodie. Danielle, you can now add uh, scale mail to your armor with how baggy and heavy that hoodie is. Uh, Cecil, is there anything in particular that you think you could add to your ridiculous ensemble? Um, there's like, you know those Under Armour padding that you put on before the, the football pads? Yeah, he's going to find some of that. He's yeah. still, he's still yeah, got yeah. Like, a, like a nice button-down white shirt. And his ascot, but underneath that, he's got like a padded shirt. All right, and what might be something that James would decide to wear? Probably um, a flannel with a trench coat over it. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. We couldn't go without a trench coat. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon and Jackson, you guys can both add. I believe it's leather armor. And before y'all leave, everybody roll investigation checks. I'm gonna say a quick prayer. <laughs> guide myself gonna guide yourself cool roll the d20 20 and in addition to that uh in addition to that a 15 gotcha what did everyone else roll 18 a 9 uh a 1 so i couldn't even investigate my own ass if i wanted to (laughs) (laughs) fantastic so, Cecil, you find one of those cakes that Brian found earlier. You also find a bang energy drink. I immediately uh, eat the cake. Okay, roll for a common healing potion. And, Brian, you find another cake as well. So now I have two cakes. Two cakes. Two cakes. Brian, you also find two metal yardsticks that seem to have been broken in the rubble and are now pretty sharp at the end. So these could possibly be used as weapons. Maybe just short swords or something like that. Rapier. rapier. I mean, you've already got your rapier. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Cecil, you also find a broom. Um, in the in the in the home ec room, searching among the freezers and various refrigerators, is there any like I don't know frozen corn? Sure, there's frozen corn. Sweet, I'll take. <laughs> no that. idea what you're gonna do with that, but I know you've got something planned. Yeah, I've got something. <laughs> 
Great. So, Victoria, you start to hear these rumbles and occasional crashes get closer and closer, and Julie looks worried and starts to kind of hobble out of the room pretty quickly. Um, Victoria's gonna take off towards automotive. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. So as you open the door, you see the automotive repair garage. And as you walk in, you see that Brian's information was actually good. And there is indeed a travel van here that has a sort of living space in the back. But the garage door is currently closed. And (laughs) you are hearing these rumblings and crashes steadily getting closer and closer. Very similar to like the girls at Cecil's church who try to take the armfuls of chairs when asked for strapping young men. Um, Victoria's going to go to the garage and like try to lift it. <laughs> okay, uh, roll a strength check. Okay. That's an 11. 11. Okay, so you're starting to move it up a bit, but as you're raising the door, mm-hmm. you hear an explosion. <laughs> and Ricky and Robert come rushing through the doorway. Fuck no. Damn it, Julie, you traitor! She slowly raises two middle fingers. (laughs) Fuck you! Nobody respects me! (laughs) You get what you deserve, assholes! And you can hear these booms and these crashes from in the hallway, and occasionally see some flashes of light from the other side of the doorway as Ricky and Robert stand there, staring all of you down. Everyone roll for initiative. Damn it! I was gonna go ahead and try and take a shot at it. Oh, man. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. 16. And I rolled a 15. 14. 8. Alright, Brian, you're gonna start us off. You've got uh, Ricky and Robert at the door, you've got the van, and you've got Victoria slowly trying to open the garage door. Come on, Brian! Yeah, I'm going to run over to the series of buttons that I can find in the automotive garage and hit all of them, hoping that one of them opens the garage door. Wonderful. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) What the heck would I have you roll for that? (laughs) Um, I I guess roll a wisdom check? Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, roll, roll a wisdom check. Okay. Okay, yeah, uh, in your flurry of button pressing, I'll say that you <laughs> happen to hit the garage door open button, and um, V, as you're trying to pull this door up, you suddenly feel it give way, and you kind of slump to the ground really quickly before pulling yourself back up, and the door is beginning to open. It's going to okay. take the rest of the turn, um, but by the start of Brian's next turn, the door will be open. Yes. Is there anything else you would like to do, Brian? And then um, I'm going to start running towards the car, towards the van. All right. Uh, James, that'll take us to you. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to sh- try and shoot one of them. I mean, as the garage door's coming open, I'm going to be nice to try and delay them somewhat. Who would you like to shoot? I guess Ricky. All right. Roll for attack. 15. That'll hit. Roll for damage. What is it? A D8. Uh, six. Okay, so, uh, Ricky is standing in the doorway, and after he's called out to Julie, he turns, and you 
shoot off his ear as well and so now robert and ricky are both missing an ear and blood is like pouring down the side of ricky's face and he's just like oh my god no why does this keep happening ow can i move after i do that i don't oh yeah you've still got your movement action could i like sprint to the van or you know yeah okay cecil you're up how far away are they uh they're in the doorway so i guess like 20 feet okay I'm going to try and look for, like, a wrench. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you find a wrench. I mean, it's an automotive repair shop. So, yeah, you find a wrench. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go see if I can break a kneecap. Specifically. <laughs> uh, which one? Robert. All right, roll to attack. <clears throat> uh, a nine to hit. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to miss. Uh, anyone that catches this basically sees Cecil grab this wrench and like wind up for a golf swing, but then way overshoots it and completely misses Robert's kneecaps. <laughs> with with perfect form though. Well, of course. And I miss. <laughs> and the nurse like watches you grab this wrench and run at Robert and just completely miss. And he kind of cocks his head and just, man, what are you even trying to do? And then that's going to take us to his turn. And since you were just very aggressive now, I guess he's going to whip out a dagger and he's going to lunge at Cecil and try and get a PCU. Do it. Cecil! <laughs> uh, what's your AC again? <clears throat> 11. Okay, yeah, he rolled an 11, so he's going to hit. Oh yep. my god. <laughs> Sorry, bud. All right, so he's going to... Okay, so he just uh, rolled a one. So he does three damage to you. And as he lunges out, he goes... Um, uh, what is... I'm not really sure what he says. It just grunts angrily. <laughs> We're grunting at each other. Uh, he says nothing because the DM is still working on his improv. And he slices at your shoulder with his dagger. Jerk. And <laughs> he just grunts again at you. And Victoria, that's going to take us to your turn. Cool. Trying to figure out what will do most damage. Who just who just swiped at Cecil? Uh, Ricky, the nurse. She's gonna shoot a crossbow or her longbow at him. All right, roll for it. Cool. So that's a twenty-one. Oh yeah, that super hits. Roll for damage. Uh, that is ten points of damage. Wow. Oh yeah. So uh, you shoot your longbow at him, and it. The arrow just like embeds itself in his thigh, and he just clinches up. <laughs> fucking hate kids. And after she does that, she's gonna get closer to the fan. I guess. Cool. So yeah, the two of them are looking pretty rough right now. Ooh, would it take a full action for her to, to swing open one of the side van doors? Yeah, probably. Okay. Damn it. Okay. And that brings us to Robert's turn. Who, having seen you, Victoria, just shoot the nurse. He's going to pull out his own crossbow, and he's going to fire off a shot at you. And uh, what's your AC again? Thirteen. Ooh, yeah, he just hits you. She's not looking good <laughs> already. And that'll be four damage. Oh, hmm. Cool. We're at one uh, hit point, folks. Yikes. Yeah, so uh, your arm that got shot earlier, it this arrow grazes by that one and kind of reopens that wound a little bit as well. You stupid idiot! <laughs> and uh, 
Robert looks at Rick and he says, See, Ricky, I did it. I avenged you. And Ricky just like shakes his head at Robert. God, you're such a freaking nerd. Shut up, Robert. And then that actually brings us to Julie's turn. And Ooh, Julie. she, having formed a sort of kinship with Victoria, turns to Robert and is going to try and smack him. Oh. And yeah, she's going to hit. She doesn't do a whole lot of damage in her zombified state, but she kind of smacks Robert's arm for like one damage. And Robert just looks at her and goes, Ow! Julie, stop. Nobody likes you. <laughs> Julie goes, Death can't keep me down. I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> and as we come around to Brian's turn, you guys can hear these crashes coming from behind Ricky and Robert. And you see the hand kind of come outside of the doorway and she's firing off these like arcane bolts of energy uh, at some unknown opponent that she's facing off against. And Brian, that's going to be you. And the garage door is open now because we've come back around to your turn. Okay, so I'm going to sprint to the driver's side door and pulling it open and get in the van. And then I'm going to yell, everybody in! Cool. Uh, keys. <laughs> yeah, as you jump into the driver's seat, you notice that the keys are not actually in the ignition. Damn it! <laughs> Somebody get the keys. <laughs> uh, James, your turn. All right, then I'll I'll search because I was already on my way there. I think at the end of my turn, so I'll open the um, the driver uh, driver back seat and pull uh, pull the door open and search. Okay, roll an investigation check. Oh, praying to God, God, an eleven. Yeah, unfortunately, you're scouring around, but you can't quite find him at this point. Right. Meanwhile, my ass is just hanging out of the van, ready to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you and Brian are both now in the car at this point, and that is going to bring us to Cecil. Seeing Victoria get hurt, he's going to turn to Victoria and use a bonus action. And he's just going to ask, are you okay? But as he extends his hand, there's like a kind of a, almost like a force, like wave of like greenish energy. And surprises him, but uh, he's going to cast Healing Word. Nice. Uh, roll for health. That is five hit points back to you, Victoria. Oh, God, plus! And roll a d20 for me real quick. Eleven. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your action? I'm going to I'm gonna point over their shoulder and be like, what the hell is that? And just try and turn their attention in the opposite direction. <laughs> Okay, uh, roll a persuasion check. Mm, 18. Uh, doing a lot better than last time. Uh, let me roll for Ricky and Robert. <laughs> yeah, uh, you point, and they both go, and look over their shoulders. And Rest of my movement, I'm going to dart back to the, to the van. And since they're distracted, they won't be able to take an attack of opportunity on you as you run past. Yes. Uh, and as the nurse looks over his shoulder, he goes, what? We just, we know what was there. We just walked in from there. And he's going to watch you dart past Cecil. And he is not happy with you now. So um, he is going to throw out his hand at you. And I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I'm excellent at those. All right. Uh, that was an 18 at first, but then it went to a 2. Mm, you hate to see it. So, Cecil, as you run past, the nurse holds out his hand and this energy starts to pulse around it. 
and all of a sudden this silver fire flares up around you and you take five damage. Uh, Cecil falls unconscious. Ooh, yikes. Uh, wait, wait, wait. D- did you not eat one of the cakes? I did. <laughs> He's taken damage since then. Uh, yeah, so Cecil, you're running and this silver fire flares up around you and all of a sudden you just, boom, <laughs> run into the side of the van and screech down the side unconscious. And uh, Victoria, that's your turn. Shit! Oh, damn it. Cecil. Um, she's gonna go ahead, run around to where Cecil is, and she's gonna be like, no! Shit! And she's gonna try to help him up, and uh, in doing that, she essentially casts Cure Wounds, and I believe that's 1d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. Yes. I don't know what my spellcasting modifier is. Pretty sure yours is zero. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That is four points. She's gonna be like, stay alive. (laughs) And roll a d20 for me. Uh, Three. Great. So, uh, Cecil, you have slammed into the van and you're out of consciousness and suddenly you blink awake and you see Victoria helping you up and you are back to consciousness now. As uh, as Victoria brings Cecil back to consciousness, he like puts a hand up like to her face. Victoria? And she plies it off of her face and gets, says, get in the fucking van! <laughs> Amazing. So that brings us to Robert, who after looking back over his shoulder from Cecil's distraction and fighting with Julie is kind of preoccupied at the moment to really do anything to y'all so he's just gonna try and batter at Julie and uh, the two of them are having at it and he kind of shoves her against a wall and she lurches and slowly lumbers back and takes uh, let's see yeah another smack at him (laughs) and Robert is now like barely on his last legs from this zombified Julie who just has the, the heart of a lion in this dead zombie body. <laughs> and Brian, that brings us to you. And I think everyone except for Victoria now is in the car. She is currently shoving Cecil into the back seat. And yeah. as the four of Jeez, you are yeah. all scrambling inside of the van, you suddenly hear this deafening crash. <laughs> and you see the wall on the other side of the garage door explode. And you can now see the hand firing off these shots of energy and dodging these bolts of lightning and fire and all kinds of things. And as she ducks under one, she looks and sees the four of you inside this, to her, this strange metal contraption. And she gets this intense look of focus and anger on all of you. As a reaction, I raise my arm and I flipper the bird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This only serves to increase her anger and uh, as she's about to try and do something to y'all, she has to suddenly dodge another bolt of arcane energy, and she has to get back to fighting whatever she's focused on right now. And Brian, uh, you're up now. Do we have Not keys? yet. You've been scrambling to try and find them, but you have yet to track them down. You can roll an investigation check for them, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna roll an investigation check. Open the glove box. Open, open the glove box. And uh, and then with the bonus 24. Yeah, you pop up in the glove box and there they are. Keys right there. 
Yes. So you're in the driver's seat with the keys. Uh, Jackson is behind you, and you've got Victoria on the side, still trying to get Cecil into the uh, van as well. Yeah, yeah. And so you guys aren't in the van yet. Yeah, Victoria was trying to, like, push him into the van, essentially. But you're super close to it. Okay. So I'm going to turn the van on and pray that high school engineering made it work properly. Okay, so you turn the key and the van springs to life and it is running now and you've just got Victoria trying to get Cecil in and James, that is going to be your turn. Get Cecil, get Cecil. Because I I was already in the, behind the driver's seat, I'm going to help pull in uh, Cecil. Great. So James pulls Cecil in and Victoria clambers in behind him. And I'm going to say that the four of you are now effectively out of combat. Brian, with everyone in the van, you jam the car in reverse and peel out of the garage. And as you pull out, you see the hand look at you with this intense rage and fixation in her eyes. But her fight or flight mode has now taken hold. You gather that she's in a battle that she is absolutely losing. And she beckons to Robert and Ricky and flicks her hand and the silvery portal appears and she pulls them through leaving behind the smoldering wreckage of this wall. As the van pulls out of the garage, you can see zombie Julie left behind, waving with a smile on her face as she watches the four of you escape. But when you turn the van to start driving off, a figure walks out from behind the rubble and you see Wally the Warlock, your high school mascot. Oh my god. Oh my god. Come around the corner and watch your van drive off. And he slowly turns to see Julie waving at it. He raises his hand, and you witness an arcane burst flash from his palm. And Julie is disintegrated in a matter of seconds. But you see in her eyes a glint of happiness because she has finally achieved her goal and escaped the chains of this life that she was forcefully dragged back to. The four of you speed away in the van, but you are haunted by the image of Wally the Warlock standing in the burning debris and watching as you drive off into the distance. See, guys, I told you. Wormhole. so much for listening to this episode of D Hall and Dragons. Apologies again for the occasional technical hiccup. We're still working out a few kinks, but we're getting there. We appreciate your patience. D Hall and Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Our theme song is Sonic Pogo by Vans of Japan. Other music used in this episode can be found in the description. And our artwork is done by the fantastic Carlina Alvarez. A link to all of her stuff can be found in the description as well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please consider leaving a five-star rating. And more importantly, share with a friend. The more the merrier. I mean, especially when it comes to our ridiculous shenanigans. We will see you next time. And until then, please read as much as you can while you're in school for fun. Because once you're out of it, you will lose any motivation at all to do so. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time.